Welcome to the Red Cedar Rundown, the number one MSU basketball and to a lesser extent football fan podcast. On this week's episode, the Red Cedar Rundown Rivalry Edition. Yay! <laughs> we look ahead to the lackluster rivalry game this weekend and recap the pathetic loss to Illinois. We'll also give you a quick preview for the Seton Hall game, which will probably be over by the time you listen to this episode. Send us your comments and questions, and we'll be sure to read them on the show. <clears throat> Clark? Hey, Gary. <laughs> How you feeling, bud? Big game tonight at 8.30. Ready for that. <laughs> oh, you don't want to talk about... Didn't watch the Illinois game, if that's what you're <laughs> asking me. I guarantee you did. I watched the last five seconds of the game. No, that's you all did. I saw. No, yes, it is, because I was too busy downtown drinking, enjoying my day. And then I went to the uh, Tool concert that night. Uh, I saw. Some... I happened to catch the last five seconds with our former betting expert, Billy G. Uh, we met up with him at a bar in Midtown. He actually bet against Michigan State. Genius. Well, I told you who was going to win the game, and they won the game, Illinois. I think he made a cool 450 on that bet. He started laughing. I mean... I laughing per, all the way to I the bank. I think we both said that it would be a genius bet, and ended up turning out to be Except Gary a pretty good bet. They hit to win by forty. Which uh, I not predicted, a good call. I believe, a three point win, which still would have won you the money. So that was the Illinois recap. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to jump into the uh, basketball preview here. Uh, talk a little Seton Hall. Let's talk about football real quick, Clark. Gary's whether we talk like here. it, whether yeah. we like it or not, it's Michigan week. Cool. I know. It sucks. I'm pumped. I'm amped. What do you want me to say? I know. But this is our Super Bowl this week. No, it's not. For the for the year it is. It's the biggest game we're going to have the rest of the year. There's no Super Bowl. Well, do you not think it would feel... I don't know if I want to... I'm, I'm choosing this word very, very precisely. Would it give some sort of no. positive feeling? No. Yeah, sure. For I mean, the season? would it feel good for one day? Yeah, would I talk a lot of shit? You're damn right I would. Then I'd fall right back to reality and realize what a loser program we have right now. I hate saying that. Hate it. Hate saying that, by the way. But it's true. Heard Lewerke got a concussion and we threw him back out there, Brady Hoke style. Oh, it was uh, watching the game live when that play happened. I was like, the other players were calling trainers onto the field to get him off. Didn't Lewerke say after the game that his head was like feeling fuzzy or something like that? Like, and I'm it, like, oh my God. <clears throat> and when, they, when he stayed out there, I was... For surely thinking to myself, he's going to throw like a terrible pass right here. What happened? Pick six. Pick six. Hmm. I didn't even watch the game and I knew that that happened. He clearly was not 100% going back into that huddle. Who's to blame it's for inexcusable. that? inexcusable. Who's to blame for that? Head coach. How, how did no one see that? And like I said, like there was at he least taken five his helmet seconds. from him. Well, there was five seconds where, like I said, uh, one of the other players was trying to call the training staff onto the field. Who the coaching staff had to have seen that? What was Mark doing? Standing there with his mouth open, looking around at all the kids in the stands. Like seriously, how does that happen? Is that grounds for firing someone right there? I'm looking for anything here. He's holding our program hostage, and I'm getting tired of it. I mean, it's time to move on. I need a new regime. Can't I'm up get Fleck anymore. Can't get Fleck. Yeah, he's he just, gone. Just signed a long term. He's deal. gone. But got nothing. A, a part of me, I know. Most Spartan Nation doesn't feel this, but I feel a little sad for D'Antonio, the way things are turning out. I mean, 
You do? He made his own decision. Dug his own grave. I don't have any sympathy for him. I'm sorry. And the way he acts after the games now, when he gets asked fair questions about how he would answer to to the alumni, the fans, the students, and he says, next question? Fuck off, man. Honestly, tired of it. The whole bullshit tough guy mentality, I'm not going to answer these questions, then get out. Yeah. If you're about to collect a $4 million bonus and you can't answer that damn question, I have an, I have an issue with that. That does make sense. I have sense. a big time problem with no. it, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was asked about it on Tuesday about how he feels about the fans and the alumni frustration. And he was asked, do you contemplate your future going forward during a season like this? And he says, no, I get ready for the next game. I live in the present. Cool. Cool answer. Real edgy. Real edgy and cool. Multiple sources with direct knowledge of D'Antonio, MSU's athletic department and administration, said that there's no discussion about firing him. That's great. So I'd rather have Big Dog coaching the Spartans than (laughs) D'Antonio right now. Shout out to Big Dog. Should we get Izzo, the Izzo talk back in there? Get Izzo to be the football coach? I mean, yeah, I can't imagine he'd do any worse <laughs> than the football program looks right now. Tossing guys that are fully concussed back into the game. Yeah. That's against the likes of Illinois. Yeah, no, it's it's bad. And, mm. I mean, I guess the one quote that did make me feel somewhat empathetic for D'Antonio was he said after the game it's one that I'll carry with me probably for the rest of my life oh okay well that's fine I do totally agree with you Clark and I believe you know change has to happen yeah he that last year we've I mean we've said it countless episodes now this offseason was his chance to change things around because we've all seen the trajectory been heading in a, in a bad place, especially on the offensive side of the ball. If he cares about the program, he'll step down immediately at the end of the season. But he won't. And here's well, the thing. he definitely won't until after January. <clears throat> well, that's great. for sure. <laughs> then we can't recruit anybody, and then we're screwed. Yep. So thanks, Mark. All right. Well, let's uh, let's not talk about the depressing state of the program. That's a, yeah, let's talk, talk about, about the, the big-time matchup this weekend. Michigan versus Michigan State in the big house. (laughs) Two will enter. One will win. Who cares? I know Michigan fans are going to love it. They should. I know some of my Michigan uh, friends and fans are all the way back in. Oh, they're all the way back? (laughs) What have they done? What have they done? They played well in the second half against Penn State. Uh, maybe we'll have some of them on. I might do a, a little bonus episode tomorrow night down in Ann Arbor. I'll be at the game. That'd be great. On Saturday. That'd be great. Probably will only be there for one quarter and maybe one half of a quarter. We'll see. Probably should leave right after kick. It might be smart. Maybe sell the ticks. That actually would be smarter considering the host team pays for him for our tradition, as you may know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it might be a good idea, and actually go have a good time instead of having Joy to Ann sit. Arbor. It's a nice town. Yeah, yeah. Instead of sit in the cold and and watch this putrid product. But let's quickly talk and see if we have any chance of coming away with a W, which I I don't believe we do. But um, let's just talk quickly about Michigan. I mean, the reason some people are uh, back, as you would say. Michigan's average 36.5 points and 418 total yards over its past four games. So, you know, the offensive production has been there. I mean, they obviously ran 
over Notre Dame a couple weeks ago, and I think that uh, really has propelled. Yeah, that was impressive. The momentum. Uh, and Shea Patterson, his receiver, still needing to make plays downfield. And the other part that is going to be troublesome for our secondary is uh, Michigan's receiving core. Mm. And I think it's going to be ugly, especially if they do take shots downfield, I think uh, we've seen. I would every single play, probably. Mm-hmm. But they are going to try to establish the run. I think that may <laughs> be at least somewhat of an equalizer, even you know outside of... Uh, the Ohio State game, we've really still done okay against the run. The game comes down to Shea Patterson. Absolutely. If he turns the ball over, State will be in the game. If he can complete his passes and not fumble the ball like he usually does, which he hasn't been recently. Yeah, just one then, turnover in the past three games for, then for the entire Michigan's team. is going to win the football game. I totally agree. Because I don't think our offense is going to move the ball consistently enough. Yeah. You're going to need a big play for State to win this. Like you There's going to have to be week. a big special teams play, not involving Coughlin because he's just good. Good God, Did, I can't, he hit a big field goal in that game. Oh, sick! I'm so proud of him. Uh, is his hair Pretty still red? One. Is he I still looks like a like a seventh grader? <laughs> <clears throat> All right, let's. He looks like a seventh grader. You alluded to the offense. Let's talk about the offense for Michigan State. I mean. <laughs> Stuart Allen out. <laughs> it was the tail of two halves against Illinois, as we know. They were able to move the ball in the first half. They posted 526 total yards and four TDs for the game. Rushed for a season-high 270 yards behind a much-depleted offensive freshman, line. Wow. Two true freshmen making their first career starts. Brian Lewerke ran for 96 yards. With, Collins, ha- with half a brain. Collins' second 100-yard game, 170 yards, 28 carries, two TDs. So, I like Elijah Collins. Pretty solid stats for the game, but let's keep in <coughs> mind, after halftime, Lewerke was 5 for 14 for 48 yards with a pick six. After he was completely concussed. Yeah. And now let's look at where our offense ranks. It's, you know, 106 in the nation in both scoring and rushing yards per game. How's that? Is that good? It's awful. Oh, it is? 97th oh, yeah. in third down conversion rate. Pretty good? Awful. Thank you for confirming. And when we look at the Wolverines' defense, it's pretty solid right now. They're 12th in the nation in sacks and 7th in total defense. Nice. And 15th in passing defense. So, oh, well. Yes. Also 11th in scoring. So we're going to have a very tough time. Quitty Pay. Yep. Your boy, Quitty Pay. Quitty Pay. 10 tackles for a loss, 5.5 sacks. It's pretty solid. Kalee Hudson. Yep. They yeah. Have, their secondary has been very strong lately. <clears throat> Obviously, Levert Hill. Amber Thomas. I mean, they've had they have a good secondary. Josh Metellus. Yep, they got a solid team. Which and one of them was running their mouth, like saying, "This determines who's the little brother and big brother." Mm, I, I don't think it remember. Was Thomas. I think Small it was Thomas as well. Like, does it really determine anything? I mean, you should win the game. That's I don't know. Ugh, I'm just over football. I, I just I, have I, numb to the whole. I damn just can't thing. wait I just to hear what your prediction's going to be, Clark. That's all I'm uh, excited God, for. I'm just numb to the whole damn thing. I don't like it at all. But basically, in my view, <clears throat> the only way we're going to win this game is is we're going to have to make it ugly. Oh yeah, we got to have gotta, to be a fourteen ten. We got to drag them straight into the mud. Yeah, it's that's how we win games. Uh, but you know, the one maybe get them fired up a little bit. I mean, we'll see. Throw a little elbow, something like that. You know, get the boys. Antonio fired up. is known for uh, getting the boys to play, and but recently, I, I've really doubted his ability to get you know. The team prepared. To do anything, yeah. for that matter. Yeah. 
But the X Factor, here it is. D'Antonio, 4-1 at Michigan Stadium in his career. Pretty impressive. Mm, Spartan Stadium. South. And let's... <laughs> Let's give some context to that. Prior to that, the Spartans hadn't won in Ann Arbor since 1990 and only had won two other times in the past 50 years before D'Antonio arrived. How is that even possible? So That's where the program was, and that's where it, it's come back to. And well, we got to make a change, right, Clark? Gary, yeah, you know where I stand. <laughs> All right, let's just get into the predictions. I, I mean, we pretty much know these teams pretty well. So, you can go first. You know. It's. I think it also is going to be dependent on how how solid Lewerke is. If he can have a decent game, open up the run game a little bit. If he's not concussed. Not concussed. That will be also a big factor. <laughs> but the line right now is Michigan State plus 13.5. Very fair. Very fair. So let's go with our uh, – let's see what our predictions are for the Red Cedar Rundown. Clark, why don't you get us started? Gary, why don't you go first? All right, I will. Like I said, I think this game is going to have to be dirty. It's going to have to be low scoring. Uh, it's going to be a close battle. And I hate Michigan, so I cannot pick Michigan to win this game. Mm-hmm. As much as I do truly believe in yep. my heart that Michigan probably is going to win this game. I'm going to say uh, we're going to get a Coughlin game-winning oh. field goal. Oh. 17 to 14, Michigan State. Wow. Gets the dub. Oh my goodness. Wow. 17 to 14, huh? Yep. Well, I mean, there's just no way Michigan State's going to win this game under any circumstance. Um, (laughs) I mean, just gave up a 25-point lead to Illinois at home. Really have nothing going for us except for hopefully a new coach. I don't know. That's not going to happen either. So really nothing trending in the right direction. We have zero star recruits committing to our program. Gary's cat just committed to play for Michigan State next year. A wide receiver. Big Big get. Shout out to Waffle. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I do believe I did say this on the podcast. I will never, under any circumstance, predict Michigan to beat Michigan State. Three to two Spartans. (laughs) Coughlin victory. <laughs> Windmill. 3-2. Three 3-2. To two. Three to three two. Wow. Not talking baseball. <laughs> wow. So you're seeing a safety. Lewerke safety coming, I, I have a feeling. Just kidding. 10-7. 10-7. Okay. 3-2 is ridiculous. Yes, it is. I said 18 last week for Illinois. Nine safeties. Anyways, 10-7. Spartans. Okay. Who's scoring the TD for Michigan State? Elijah Collins. Okay. But... Michigan's probably going to win the game, but I'm not going to predict them to win the game. Okay. That's what I'm going with. No, it's fair. Like I said, I think you're uh, along the same lines as me. I just won't pick Michigan on this program. I can't do it, and I won't do it. It's blasphemous if you do. All right. Let's let's just stop at football talk. Oh, God. Thank you. We're done. That was exhausting. That was exhausting. Let's talk about basketball. Yes, please. And we're going to start with some quick sad news. Obviously, as we all know, Cassius's brother... Uh, passing last week very sad just yeah very sad and uh it was just awful um a tough time for him and the program and hopefully you know this brings everyone closer together which i think it will and you know i think this will propel us moving forward uh, you know turning some a bad situation to hopefully something that brings everyone together in the end and 
Yeah, man. That's uh, it was pretty it dark. It seems like all the uh, players are definitely rallying around him, like I said, and you know, supporting him, and he's expected to play tonight against Seton Hall. I can't even believe he played the day after. That was, that was pretty, was, pretty impressive. It was a remarkable performance. I know we played Binghamton, but for him to come out and play as many minutes as he did, to play as confident as he did, 17 points, 11 assists. I mean, you could tell he was definitely... That, I mean, that's like his sanctuary, though. Yeah. Like, that's where he needs to be. Right. And I think I, I've heard other people say, you know, uh, I don't think it'd be helpful to just sit around and think about it no. only. You got to get your mind yeah. off it. And yeah, it's a good outlet to do that. Not that I would that. know how, what it feels like, but my goodness, what an impressive what an impressive performance. Yep. So, I mean, we'll see how, like I said, it, it could be, you know... Uh, uh, turn a negative into a positive, hopefully, and hopefully this team becomes stronger and propels us to his national championship. Crazy that that wasn't the only loss in Spartan Nation suffered this past week. Charles Rogers. Yep. Shout also. out to the legend. Rest in peace. Yeah. Pull one out for Chuck Rogers tonight. It's been a tough, uh, tough couple weeks for Michigan State fan base. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Chuck Rogers was a great Shout one. Out to Chuck Rogers. I mean, favorite Chuck Rogers memory. Michigan State, Notre Dame. It was a crazy game. I just remember he caught a crazy pass in the back yeah, of the end zone. We lost, I was sitting but, there. we lost the game, but it was a crazy pass in between two defenders. Back the end zone where there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> Jeff Smoker. Yep. I remember. Smoking he, rock smoker. He, I remember he was <laughs> on the stadium. I actually heard the story from uh, someone who hung out with him at State. Uh, when I was in high school, and he said he was go- trying to get into a party, and the guy wasn't letting letting him in. And he said, and you could actually see the stadium in the background. He goes, "See that guy in the stadium? Yeah, that's me. I'm getting into this party." <laughs> Jeff Smoker said that. <laughs> no, oh, Charles Rogers. Rogers. Chuck Rogers does what he wants. Draymond Green so, gave a nice shout out. Yeah, he did. Saginaw legend. He yeah, paved the way. Exactly. For kids from Saginaw. Yep. So shout out to Charles Rogers. Yep. Gone, but never forgotten. That's right. Especially on the Red Cedar Rundown podcast. That's right. And uh, let's get in uh, some more basketball news. Get big some signees this week. Our two current recruits. AJ Hogard. Yep. Maddie Sissokes. Yep. And uh, Izzo, I think, I don't know if he's taking a shot with Jalen Terry with this comment, but. Uh, I kind of felt like he was, man. He said I was very. I liked it, I, too. I'm very pleased and happy the two kids we got. We definitely want the guys that want to be here. And I think that we got the two guys that definitely want to be here. Seems like a shot. Seems Gary? like a little shot. Yeah, you're going to think that's a shot? <laughs> I think that's a pretty direct shot without being direct. Yeah, I mean, that was... Uh, that hey, was I'm little... fine with it. <laughs> yeah. You don't want a beer? Fuck off. Yep. See you later. And, you know, these are the type of kids that uh, Izzo <clears throat> loves. Ones that are hardworking, blue collar, ready to get ready to get down and dirty and win some I mean, games Hogarth's for him. Hogarth's like 6'3", 6'4", 220. He could play three different positions, point guard, shooting guard, forward. I mean, I like it. Versatility, man. He doesn't need to come in and start from day one. Hopefully, we'll have Watts playing the point guard. Also, another note about Hoggard I uh, read, uh, he has been mentored by Rip Hamilton. Yes, from the same city in Pennsylvania, I believe. Yes. Hamilton had some nice words. Not not a bad thing to Hamilton had some high praise for him. I like that. And, man, Matty Sissoko, he's going to be a beast on the boards Tom yep. Izzo said I saw what he said he said he might be the he could go down as one of the probably if not the best rebounder state will ever have wow that's high motor that's man I was watching praise. the highlight, highlights of this kid yeah big time I think he's still learning the game of basketball too so and he's like the number 36 overall recruit in the country that should tell you something so pretty high ceiling we're uh, imagining extremely here. high ceiling 
That's great. Like more athletic Ben Wallace. Well, and he can shoot free throws well. That's what Izzo said. He's wow. a very, he's a good free throw shooter. And you know, we've seen Izzo's development of some of these bigs over time. They've just progressively gotten better in Michigan State. This State's is a guy program. I think this year's team could use. Yeah. Is it Maddie Sissoko? Yeah. Well, other news. How's their Spe- appeal coming up? Yeah, interview coming. Oh, I'm sweating. <laughs> wow. This what, could the be a 16th game changer. or the 18th? What is it? I don't remember. I, I think, think it's the 18th. 18th. Oh, I think it's man. the 18th. November 18th. Coming quick. It's over if we get him. It's over if we get him. Natty or bust. 100%. If we get Joey Hauser eligible, it's over. I already told you it was over before the season started, but it's certainly over if we get him. Yep. That would be a big piece to this team. Hey, and- thanks, Kentucky. Losing to Evansville. Yeah. Losers. Not making that loss look better for Jeez, us, that's for man. sure. What was that? How does that even happen? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Brush it off. Well, don't care. Let's talk about it. I mean, this is a good chance to bounce back and beat another ranked team. Top 12 matchup on the road. Huge for the committee down the road. Huge. For number one Has seed, potentially. Has to be taken into account. Will, will Powell play? Will Powell play? And that could also have an effect on the game. Quick Huge tr- effect on the game. Keep talking, Gary. I'm going to check Twitter here real quick, see if we have any updates. We're uh, about two hours before tip they here. They said game time decision, so maybe... Uh, I, and here's the thing. They kept saying, like, when he got hurt, very bad injury. Going to be out for a long time. Uh, it's been like four days, and they're talking like game time decision. Yeah, maybe they're just trying to throw us off, though. But he's averaging right now 23.1 per point. Well, last season he averaged. First team all American. He's yeah, really good. 23.1 points per game, four rebounds, 2.9 assists. He had 27 points uh, in 30 minutes against Wagner the other week. Huh. So pretty solid. The interesting thing about Seton Hall is their size. They got some big guys. They got three. Four, Four guys that are 6'10 or taller. That's pretty impressive. So, you know, we're going to have to definitely battle it down low, and hopefully, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, Marcus Bingham can hang with some of these guys and uh, body him up and get some rebounds. I think that's going to be the qu- the key to the game, in I my mean, opinion. I, I'd be fine with Powell playing. I'm, I'd be way more excited about the matchup if he plays. Yeah, it will be much more exciting for the fans, I'm sure. And you I'm know, reading that they think he might suit up. Okay, uh, fine with me. Bring it on. Yeah, because I mean, I, I, it's weird because I heard earlier, maybe two days ago, they said, yeah, no chance he's suiting up. And then as time has progressed here, it I mean, it's probably more, and more. The player more than anything. But yeah. I also think he's their most valuable asset, so they need to be careful because we are a physical basketball team. Not saying that is a threat. I'm just saying we are a very physical basketball team. That's right. I'd like to see the game played fair and balanced. I don't want to see any ticky-tack bullshit hand-check fouls that ruin the flow of the game. Let the two, let these two good teams go head-to-head, see who comes out on top. I think it's going to be interesting to see. I can, think Rocket Watts is a key. Yeah. I need his shot to start falling. That's what I was going to say. He has been broke can, can as we a hit, joke. Sh- can we hit shots? I think that's what's yeah, going to come down. Yeah, hasn't been hitting open shots. So. Uh, I, you know... I just got a good feeling about tonight. I don't know why. Well, so does Vegas right now. I mean, I'm sure depending on Powell's uh, status, this this would probably fluctuate. But right now they have Michigan State minus six and a half for the game. I like that. So let's get into some quick predictions. Like I said, the game will, will, prob- will, will probably be over when you're hearing this. But, you know, this could solidify. Remember will last year I was score. on a nice little run last year. You were. Will Malik Hall score? Yeah, I think he'll score. He hasn't scored yet this season. Wow, I wasn't aware of that. Yep, zero points. I, I think he'll score tonight. 
They're going to need to throw as many bodies in there as they can, as I just said. Four guys over 6'10". So. call. We'll score. I'm, I'm in favor of that as well. Will Rocket Watts get more than 10 points tonight, Gary? No. I think Rocket will have 13 points. There you go. And I think that's a difference maker. I think we're going to need I him. I think Foster Lawyer shouldn't touch the floor, quite frankly, because I'm done with him. He's just not good. So what's your prediction? <sighs> These games are tough. I just don't know that Seton Hall is on the level of like a Kentucky, a Kansas, a Duke when it comes to having that like intimidation factor that, you know, you're going to see going into that game. I mean, you're always going to have me have nerves like as a player, but I mean, it's Seton Hall better than like any of the top big 10 teams that like Cassius has played on the road or in big time tournaments. Like I think he's going to be composed, calm, cool and collected. I think Tillman's fine. I think it comes down to a couple other guys stepping up, and I I like them to step up. I like Michigan State to win the game, seventy four to sixty seven. Nice, comfortable win. Well, or is the score? I think gonna... it'll be close. I think it'll be close throughout, and I think we just make some free throws at the end of the game and ice it. Okay. I like that prediction. It's very close to the prediction I had going. I am going to have us winning this game semi comfortably, seventy seven to sixty six. Okay. I like that. Nice Does little Miles, Miles Powell win. play? I think he suits up. Maybe can't be. He can't be a hundred percent. That's what, no way. And, he's that, 100%. and that's what I'm, that's kind of why I'm basing my prediction at, at where it's at mm-hmm. is because uh, even if he does play, I don't expect him to be a hundred percent. And I think uh, where MSU will have the advantage is their quickness. Yeah, and they can they can go a little bit smaller. Us running the court. Yep. Yes, got to get rebounds, and we cannot give up second chances against their bigs. Yep, we got to rebound the ball well. Looking at you, Kith. I want more than three rebounds. Yeah, Kit's got to have a big game. So, yeah, that'll probably be our last big game until the Maui Invitational, which I believe starts on the 25th, which is a Monday. So you might see us back next Thursday again for another episode, giving you a little Maui Invitational preview. A little invitation. Well, we play Charleston Southern as well. I don't think we need to preview that episode. No. Not that uh, that team. And I'm sure we won't have much to recap with the Michigan game next week either. Sure. I I guess. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe we will. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. Are we going to have some D'Antonio magic? Maybe a little magic. Maybe little, I'll get fired up. A little Mark magic? I'm not going to come back all the way back no matter what, okay. but we'll see. Okay. All right, let's do a quick uh, State of the Big Ten for football and basketball. Just want to talk about it real quick. Obviously, Minnesota upsetting Penn State this weekend. That was, was awesome. 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 Love to see that. B.J. Flack. Rowing the boat. Yeah. Doing big things over at Minnesota. I think they're up to eight this Love week. Love to see James Franklin lose. So yeah, and Penn State is a program. So just excellent work, Gophs. Way to go, Coach Fleck. Yep. And uh, we got Wis- Oh Wisconsin also beat Iowa last weekend. I mean, not that big of a deal, but yeah, Minnesota's going to be playing Iowa on the road this week, so that'll be a big test for them. Give me the Gophs. Give I me like the, the Gophs on give, the road. Give me the Gophs. Hostile environment. I like the Gophs. They're ready. They're battle tested. Okay. It'll, it's going to be a big test for them. You think Flex going to back down? I don't think so. It'll be a big win on the road. going to row the boats right across the cornfields of Iowa. I don't know if you saw Ohio State playing Rutgers this week. Line, Look at that the, line. The spread minus 52 for Ohio State. I think State. they could cover that in the first half. I think I they mean, could cover 52. Teams. Give me Ohio State. Minus 52. Crazy I'll take line. that. And then in basketball, some uh, interesting score lines. Ohio State beat number 10 Villanova. Ohio State's a little bit better than everybody thinks. Yep. I, I think, think Gary, g- I think you said that yep. in the preview. Yeah. I-, I think that uh, in the Big Ten, 
I think there's going to be a clear separation point of the top teams. And then I think the bottom teams are going to be very bad. Yes. Based on some of the scores we've seen. DePaul beating yep. Iowa. Yep. Arizona absolutely smashing Illinois. Um, I, I think that there's going to probably be like a three or four top ep- echelon yeah. of the Big Ten. And then the rest are just going to be... I think it's going to be very bad. I think it's going to be worse than maybe previous years in regards really to bad. the strength. I think the bottom top tier to bottom. Of the Big Ten is going to be bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like usually, like last year, I feel like we had strength top to bottom in the Big Ten. This year, I don't think it's going to be the case. All right, let's uh, let's continue to wrap this episode up. Let's get into our Twitter comments and mailbags. Obviously, not a lot to uh, discuss this week, but uh, actually, let's first start with uh, Adam Dean Kelly because we know he was at the game wow. on Saturday feel for him he said hey guys great game saturday man it was nice to see some offense for a change i mean i left after the field goal to go up 31 10 but i assume we won <laughs> what 41 17 <laughs> it was cold as ball so i ducked out go green <laughs> ultimate troll job that's great yeah that's great I Wait, actually adam hopefully you didn't listen to the beginning of the podcast uh, <laughs> we may have ruined some things for you yeah so hopefully you just fast forwarded it to the mailbag. You turned off your social media. Hopefully, yeah, we won forty one seventeen. Yeah, yeah. congrats like to, to the Spartans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we got a nice, good question from Guy. This one uh, is is more towards you, Clark. I feel like he says, uh, "What do you suggest fans do to show their disgust if there's no coaching change after this debacle?" Don't go to games. I know my Empty parents. Stadium. I know my parents are considering canceling their season tickets. So don't go to games. That's what I would do. So I would. I would write. I to the tic- I would you- write to the ticket office. I would call the ticket office and tell them exactly why you're not doing it. So I want to take it a little one step further. What would you need to see in this offseason? Would you accept D'Antonio firing all of his coaches and hiring new offensive coordinator, no. new defensive coordinator? Would that be enough for you, or does D'Antonio have to go? I think it's reached the point. He has to go. Okay. I just don't have any faith after the last three plus seasons. I just don't. I, just, I don't see any way he can turn it around at this point. I mean, and what assistant coach is going to want to come coach with Mark D'Antonio right now? Yeah. I mean, he's going to be out the door regardless in the next few seasons because of, I don't know the status of his health, but he's getting old. He can't keep doing this year after year. He seems like he's defeated. What and, assistant and even coach, going into this week. What assistant coach is going to want to come on his staff right yeah, now? No, Nobody I, elite. I agree. Um, no, I wouldn't accept that. I want him. I, I hate saying this. I, I want him to step down. I just think he needs to. And it would be wise of him to make that announcement. Well, it, seemed, it would be wise of him to make that announcement that he's stepping down prior to the end of this football season. But you already know. If he doesn't, it's his choice, it seems like, because... Yeah, and he's the most stubborn bastard Michi- in the world. Exactly. The Michigan State Athletic Department and everyone involved, they're not going to fire him. They've already said. Yeah. So, Spineless athletic director. I don't know. We'll have to see. But appreciate the question from Guy and Rylo. So do I. Yeah, I mean, I would just not go to games. I would not pay any attention to the team. I don't know. Yeah, it's when, tough to do when, you, when you're watching play, when uh, you're playing uh, in front of my whole life. Yeah, when you're playing in front of half empty stadiums, I think that will send a message. Yeah, it should send a message to the president of the university at that point. Yeah, that something somebody needs to step in and you know make a change because I think uh, you're not going to see good results if this continues. So. Agreed, agreed. But we got basketball, so hopefully, when you're listening to this, uh, Michigan State has already defeated Seton Hall and got the record up to two and one. Yep, getting ready to go in and. 
Maybe jump. Hell, they might have already beaten Charleston Southern. I don't know when you're going to plan on listening to the pod, but could be three and one. <laughs> Getting ready to talk about Maui. So a lot of good things ahead, people. <laughs> yep, like we Brighter said. Brighter days in the future. That's right. Like we said, we'll be back next Thursday to do a Maui Invitational preview. Oh, yeah. And uh, quickly recap the Michigan game for Clark. Very quick. Uh, <laughs> this fast. Yep, that's it. Unless we win. If we win, we might do an hour-long smash. <laughs> All right, before we go today, we're actually going to have a special call-in from our basketball analyst, Big Dog, out in Seabus, calling in live. Big Dog, welcome. What's up, Big Dog? Boys, feels good. Good to be here. The week of the tradition. I wish I gave a fuck about this game Saturday, (laughs) but we'll see. (laughs) We'll see how I feel come tomorrow when I'm back in town. uh, Got a couple drinks in you. I'm feeling good, boys. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Does Magic Marv have uh, have one last stand in him? That's the question. <laughs> that is the question, I think. I think that's the question on everyone's mind. I mean, judging based on this season, I don't think he's had the boys ready. Do you think he's going to have the boys ready, Big Dog? Uh, Gary, that's a that's a tough one here. Um, I don't know. It's just tough. He, does, he doesn't seem like he's got a lot of fight in him left. I mean... His press conferences suck. He's just real put off. Doesn't even sound like he wants to be there sometimes. Um, it's tough to say. I still, for whatever reason, have that glimmer of optimism. I, I think the boys are going to keep it close. Um, I can give you my prediction now. I can give it to you in a couple minutes. Um, let's hear it. I don't let's know. Give it to me in just Give us, give it to us in just a couple seconds. I have one more question. Do you think that <laughs> the Michigan fan base is all the way back in? I mean, that's a good question, Gary, but it's actually an easy-ass question because, of course, they're all the way back in. They never left. They're all in from the get-go. I mean, we got a couple of the boys in the tradition, and, and they're talking to curb stomping. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just typical Michigan. I look forward to going there this weekend, drinking about a 1,000 LBLs, um, warming, you know, keeping myself warm. Yeah, we're gonna be en- we're gonna be in enemy territory all weekend. Are we? Uh, how long do you think we're gonna be at the game? Over under halftime. Well, that's a good question, Gary. Because you and I are uh, sitting together uh, is what I'm hearing from our uh, from our Ann Arbor friends. So, so we'll leave it up to me and you. You know, hopefully, you know, I guess just to maybe walk into my prediction here. I think the boys walk in. probably keep it close for uh, for a couple of quarters here, and then Spartans, you know, pull away in the fourth quarter. 49 to 3. So, <laughs> I mean, Gary, we can leave by the fourth quarter. We can go grab ourselves a brew, maybe go to la- uh, go to Rick's there and grab a, a shark bowl, which doesn't make any goddamn sense. I don't understand why they have shark bowls at Rick's. I mean, this is America here. So, uh, Love the prediction, uh, Big Dog. Love it. Love it. You're confident in the boys. I love it. I think, I think the boys are going to pull through. I really do. I thought last week was just a travesty of justice i mean i don't have any other way to explain it um but the, the boys are gonna have to salvage the season with one more win at least and uh well i guess if they win this one they better win the next two that's for damn sure but um i mean i hope they go to the uh, pinstripe bowl we can go see uh figs in new york so that's the that's the plan. Just get blasted at Yankee Stadium and, and watch Magic Marv ride out to the sunset. Magic Marv. That's that sounds like a uh, fairy tale ending, Big Dog. Let's let's hope that comes to fruition. Big Dog, I got a question for you on the uh, recruiting trail for basketball. 
Do you think uh, Tom Ezzo was taking shots at uh, Jalen Terry with his comments about the two guys that signed and the fact that they actually wanted to be here? Uh, I don't know, Clark. It's interesting you put it like that. I didn't really take it that way, but it very well could have. I mean, we need that bro in this class because he just looks like an absolute game changer, especially a type of dude that uh, that is a would want on the team. So, so let's hope his uh, let's hope his dad. Word on the street is it was his dad that's just bullshitting around and wanting to to look elsewhere, and, and he was kind of all in, and his family was trying to influence him elsewhere. So let's hope the cooler heads prevail, and he becomes a Spartan. I don't I don't want to write him off or talk bad about him. Just all right, all, all right. right. Before we before you go, big dog, got uh, some basketball questions yeah, let's, for you. Let's, let's talk on the recruiting class. Uh, I, I, I'm happy with it. I can't say I've really seen these guys a whole lot. I, it sounds like this Suzuko dude is just a monster, uh, monster athlete. They, I think Izzo said he's a little bit better ath- athlete than Jaron Jackson, which is, which is surprising just, just without the, without, you know, the guard S talent that Jaron had and, and the jump shot that he had, but sounds like a, like a JYD shouts out Jerome Williams. Um, junkyard dog was just going to get every board so I'm looking forward to seeing him in the Spartan green and then Hoggard I, I can't say I know a lot about either but the staff seems to be happy with him so so I'm going to roll with it I'm going to trust the staff on this but definitely need a guard boys definitely need another guard it's it's essential a guy that can shoot threes a point guard that can just send lawyer to Menas where he can roll up our doves because <laughs> He's not playing point guard for the Spartans and, and winning a championship. I'll put it to you like that. Hell, I don't mind a good Buffalo dub with Ranch, Big Dog. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'm a CT dub guy myself, but uh, hell, maybe that's a top five for you guys one of these days. Dubs. Ooh. <laughs> a little, little mailback I, question. I, yeah, that out there. yeah. Top five dubs. Maybe I like on a that. slow week next week. See you there, Big Dog. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Before you go, Big Dog. Last question. I want to uh, obviously when this airs, the Seton Hall game will probably have already ended. But let's get your prediction for tonight's game against Seton Hall. Yeah, so I can't lie. I don't know a ton about Seton Hall, but I'm looking forward to a good game. I'm thinking. I'm hearing their their starting guard might be out. That Powell something like 24 a game last year. Yep, Miles Powell. Miles Powell. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking it'll be close just because it's in their place. Um, but. I like the Spartans to win, uh, let's say, 68-62 Spartans tonight. I'd like to to see Cash have a big game. Uh, Marcus Bingham has been a little bit of a surprise. I'd like to see Rocket Watts just hezzy his way to about seven threes. Maybe (laughs) maybe just score seven threes, you know, just snap out of it. Seven threes, I'm calling it now. Yeah, I predicted Rocket 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 for 13 tonight. I I like him to snap back a little bit here. Well, all right. I, I mean, Rocket. Rocket's going to do his thing. It's only a matter of time, boys. So, uh, I appreciate you having me on. It's it's been fun, Gary. See you tomorrow for the tradish, Magic Marv, and uh, let's, and let's uh, let's write this season as much as we can. Even oh, though it's been an absolute disaster. The boys win tomorrow, Big Dog. We're going to have to come, have you come back on next week to uh, recap the tradish. I'm in. I'm in. Just tell me when. All right. We love, appreciate you. Love you, Big Dog. Go green. I love you guys. Go white. See ya. So thank you all for listening again. Uh, As we always say, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Alexa, patreon.com slash Red Cedar Rundown, redcedarrundown.buzzsprout.com to hear all of our episodes we've ever shared. And... 
Tell your friends. Tell your family. And as always, go green. Go white.